everyone. Welcome to episode 63 of Cake and Kombucha. I'm here with Ebony. She's a queen and she is co-hosting this week from San Francisco. Um, okay, so do you want to go into... Oh, I should introduce myself. If you're listening for the first time, this is Kelechi Azie. This is Cake and Kombucha. This is a weekly podcast in which we discuss pop culture, politics, social issues, ratchet things, musings, squirrels, cardboard boxes, those kinds of things. And we should also talk about that millennial classic. We, we have to remind me we have to talk about how people don't know what millennials are because it's been pissing me off so much in the media. Um, Okay, so Ebony, take it away. Um, we know each other from the deep and the body connection that we established when we were on the road together doing the Book of Mormon. And now I'm out here uh, as one of the epicenters of the COVID-19 virus. And uh, yeah, we are sheltering in place. Although I'm in a neighborhood with a lot of rich people that don't look like me. And they said, shelter in place means I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Can I say fuck? Oh, my God, please. Because I'm going to. As much as you want. Uh, <laughs> these people, I live across from a dog park. And these people don't give a shit. These dogs are out here frolicking. They're like, my master's home all day. This is awesome. People are congregating. They're holding hands. They're not standing any width of breath of distance apart. I saw somebody the other day doing CrossFit on a bench and he was like sweating and then he just decided to hawk a loogie and spit. Uh. And uh, it's just, you know, money can buy you glass. <laughs> money can buy you glass. Elegance is love. Wait, so uh. tell us, so you were doing a show in San Francisco. Yes, yes, and <laughs> now we are not. Yeah, she was doing Harry Potter and, and the, the Cursed Child. Uh, you know, <laughs> and so uh, our last show was on the 11th, and then the city said no gatherings of more than 100 people, so sit your asses down. And we certainly did. We put our wands down, we switched the folks, and then we apparated to all of our homes. And <laughs> not, not your and then, and then we thought, maybe we'll be back in a few days. And then that turned out not to be true. So now we're just, everybody's just kind of limbo. But I mean, I guess so is the world, you know. Wingardium Leviosa. Yes. Your dreams. <laughs> your expectations. Wingardium to your dreams and plans. <laughs> Expelliarmus to your hopes. Wingardium Leviosa to your dreams. Recognition to everything you hold dear. Oh, good God. Good Lord. Good Lord. Um, well, that I think is a good segue into discussing just the general, um, Ebony and I fall into a very interesting industry, which is the entertainment industry. Also, my industry was the unemployment industry, um, which it's, it is going to, it's periodically as an actor. So it's very true. Um, I feel like there wasn't, there's not anything to just, to like, people don't really understand what we do. 
that's what I'm trying to get out. Um, even being in a show is, is an amazing position to be in because at least, you know, you've paid into your unemployment for that time. You've paid into your healthcare sometime, but what about the actors who are just pounding the pavement, you know? Yeah. Which is us most of the time. So like if you were in between jobs, like I was, like I just finished a play two weeks before this started and had like a hellish two weeks with spraining my ankle, being on crutches. So I was already on my own kind of little, I keep wanting to be saying internment. I keep saying internment and that is not the word. <laughs> um, wait, would we, would we say convalescence? I don't know. No, but you weren't like ill, ill. Um, yeah, I mean, convalescence is, I think it's appropriate for even for a joint. We'll say convalescence. I was convalescing, had a bunch of medical procedures <laughs> And then this happened. I was like, what the fuck? I've already been home way more than I ever wanted to be in the first place. Like I missed like a party like this. I missed the fun. There was this um, Brazilian carnival carioca thing I went to at La Poisson Rouge before. It was so epic. Oh, it was so much fun. I felt like I was in another country. And they played all that booty shaking, that booty shaking music, you know, when it's like bang, 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 bang. That kind of thing. <laughs> Corona I, musica. I, think, I know what she means. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so back to what we were talking about. We were talking about the industry and how it's not good for artists, how if you're in a show, that models somewhat more being part of like a small business or sometimes a big business. But if you're just a regular actor in regular actor time, which is when we're pounding the pavement out looking for work, now you're part of an industry that's totally shut down. You don't have side jobs because your side jobs are usually in things like hospitality or part-time things, which you weren't going to get like a tax cut from anyway. And then because, you know, you don't have a regular weekly salaried income or bi-weekly. So all these tax cut conversations are irrelevant. And then, you know, you just like have no more work for the future. And so one thing that was annoying me is talking about, you know, Mitch McConnell, who, we should just call them like Turkey Neck McGee or something. <laughs> he, <laughs> I don't understand them. Like, I don't, what do you have to do to look like a Mitch McConnell? Like, what is that like a direct punishment from the Lord? Like, what I feel like the more wrong he does, the more he looks like an actual marionette. It's his, it's his misdeeds eating him from the inside out. It's like the picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. But he has, it's actually the picture. He's not a picture. He's just, it's just happening to him in real life off the canvas. Thanks, But So I, you know, there were, he's like, I really want to make sure the small businesses don't tank. We're concerned about people getting money from their jobs. We're not concerned about, bitch, shut up. And this is you why, and this is why I try to tell everybody that this is all a conspiracy. They want you to be overworked and tired they want you to be overworked and tired they don't want you to just have a income from your country like they do in you know united arab emirates and just be living fancy in a big mansion they don't want 
That's a Britney Spears quote. I mean, come on, guys. You want to live fancy in a big mansion? You better work, bitch. Ring the alarm. Ring the alarm. <laughs> yeah, I actually, that. Yeah, that is one of the things that is going to be put on ice is the Britney Spears musical. Like, what we all need right now. Wait, I didn't know about the Britney Spears musical. Maybe one more time. And she's she's coming at some point. What was the plot? I don't think they've released the plot. I just, I know it's her music, but it's in the lines of, like, <laughs> I don't know, like a sensible, good vibrations. But I work with a girl that has been part of the workshop, and she said it's really, really funny. And, like, if you love Britney, it's like an imposter designer fragrance. If you like Britney Spears, you love Baby One More Time, the musical. (laughs) If you like Britney Spears, you love... Um, That sounds... Okay, as long as it's funny and doesn't take itself too seriously, I can get behind that. Yes. And I'm sure a lot of gay men can get behind it as well. For sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just feel like their reticence, the government's reticence to under, to understand and to be willing, just that not everything fits in a neat little box. Now everyone has a job like you on the Senate floor where they get to be like, oh, I don't know. It's Friday at 6 p.m. Even though we're going to war, it's time to call a recess and go home for the weekend. Like, not everything's cute. And you could hear that before, I feel like, with the debates in the healthcare discussions when they were like, you know, we don't, people have insurance. They don't want to be separated from their insurance. Who the fuck loves their insurance plan? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Even when we were in Book of Even Mormon. Insurance. That's what I'm saying. Like when we were in Book of Mormon, we had amazing insurance. Like Cigna, get your life, get massages, get waterboarded, do whatever you think you need to do. <laughs> like live your physical therapy, live your kinks, live your Eastern medicine, like everything. <laughs> However, you, I, you knew you only had it because we had this great job and that's not satisfying yeah. because that's not forever. And I just, I, healthcare should not be dependent on the job. Like as an actor, we're already, you know, working to feel relevant, to feel worthy when we're not working. And we do something that's, giving ourselves over for people to outwardly judge us just because on that day they have the power. And then to know that you only are deserving of health care if some other person has decided that they want to work with you, be it because they like your face, they like your voice, they slept with you, whatever, whatever, what have you. Like all those things. Yeah. It's just like, okay it's it's we have a lot of ingrained concepts in us in america that we really take for granted that i just think are so funny because to me it's very obvious that it's to control us it started out one way right and maybe it seemed cool at the time but you know what else we started out with slavery so i'm not super into things (laughs) that like we started out with i don't put a lot of credence like but we have room Oh, there's room to change. But yeah, but now I, I fully believe that the people at the top understand the system. And well, okay, let me say some of them are clueless, but I do think some of the others of them understand the way it works to keep people busy doing a lot of nothing so that they can't come for their job, your job and live their dreams because they're busy trying to make ends meet, making $10 an hour. And, and then everyone like stays in their rightful place. You know, and I just think that 
I don't know. I just think it's whack. And I'm sick of people having to explain things. And then we just, there's Americans that are so brainwashed. I saw this black lady saying online, um, on Twitter, like someone, you know, people were talking about the school closings and how a lot of kids get their lunch from school. And, Mm -hmm. and she was like, so what you get your lunch from school, school is not a babysitter. School is not childcare. For some people, that's exactly what school is like it literally is what it is like if you (laughs) know your child has to be somewhere legally between these hours you don't hire a babysitter for that time and like they're licensed to take care of children because they have them and they're responsible for them like ma'am i was just like so you're just saying like don't be poor okay essentially where like what else? What else would you like we'll to work share on, with us? I guess, right on top of that rose. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Oh brother. So oh, <laughs> oh brother. <laughs> so they shared the house bill. Or they passed the house bill. Um mm-hmm. which you know it does some things. I find it a little bit Underwhelming. Um, sure. Where did I put the document with the bullet? Okay. On Wednesday, the Senate voted to approve a second coronavirus aid bill, paving the way for lawmakers to turn their attention to a third proposal that could include, notice I said could include, direct could. payments. Could to Americans. So <laughs> this legislation is dubbed the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. Hmm. It is passed. It was passed 90 to 8. President Trump is expected to sign it into law. And what it does is it offers two weeks of paid sick and family leave to many American workers. We're going to put an asterisk on the many part. Helping a family member with COVID or who have children who have schools have closed. Okay, so quarantine, helping a family member whose schools have closed. That covers everyone since we're all supposed to be quarantined, but it says many. It doesn't say all. Those workers will get 100% of their normal salary on the two-week paid sick leave. Now ask yourself, where's the last time you've heard this was only going to be two weeks? So a total of 12 weeks of paid leave to many of us who have children whose schools have closed. I don't have children. Do you have children? Nope. Not that last time I checked. Okay. Um, It bolsters unemployment insurance. Bolster. (laughs) That makes me think of fabric. Me too. It really does. (laughs) Free testing for the coronavirus for those who need it. Well, thank goodness, because Idris needed it and he got it. (laughs) All the celebs got it. Not even over here. And boost food assistance, SNAP, and federal funding for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. I feel a feeling. Um, I know you can be overwhelmed, you can be underwhelmed, but can you just be whelmed? <laughs> In this instance, yes. I just, with lots of words uh, and. They all sort of amounted to like, wait a minute, are you just basically telling me we are where we started? Yeah. 
I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. And I do know this means that nobody's getting much of anything. <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay. So my sister sent me an article that was from some leftist magazine that wanted to make sure that we highlighted that this bill guarantees sick leave when you do the math only to about 20% of workers. Um, also, big employers like McDonald's and Amazon are not required to provide any sick leave. I don't because you're rich, you don't. I don't get it. While companies with fewer than 50 employees can seek hardship exemptions. And isn't that a gag that the two corporations that we mentioned, it's like, and y'all are so open. So exactly. the people that you have lines who might actually need the time to be home and be sick because you certainly are not telling them to stay home so you're not going to help them out if and when they get ill having to deal with the rest of joe q public oh okay did you hear um when trump this was like three days ago when he brought all the like the ceos of the fast food companies out to the white house briefing and he said (laughs) he said we had talks um, great talks um, about uh, the, the role that fast food can pay, drive throughs Bitch, what? Did you just say, like, hey, there's a quarantine. We need our immune systems up and bolstered. Do you want to use the word bolstered? Uh-huh. Fast food? <laughs> Let's go get some reformatted pureed chicken meat nuggets parts plus 20% saline and and reformed whatever that seems (laughs) ill-advised like I was just like I don't understand oh Mitch McConnell also said that if there if he sent a thousand dollars to I almost can't say it out loud because it's like I'm embarrassed as I'm embarrassed for him he said well, if we if we put checks a thousand dollar checks directly into the hands of people, there would be nowhere to spend it anyway since everything is closed. Oh, Mitchell! The fact that this man cannot conceptualize—you own so many houses outright, I guess—that you cannot conceptualize mortgage, phone mm-hmm. bills, and. Groceries, Buddies, groceries. Uh, you literally think it's all for shopping? Share? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> the twenty is it the twentieth anniversary of Clueless is coming up? But we need to just like copy. We need to just edit his face onto shares. Probably. I was just like, sure. She's like, why should I have to learn how to drive? Everywhere in LA has ballet. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> um, okay, so general discussion of these daily White House updates. That's what I have on the list for us. So general discussion. Uh, I didn't actually mean to read my note like that. Like some of the notes I have written down are like instructions, and some of them are bullet points of information. But um, random CEOs. Uh, I tweeted like yesterday. I was like. It's the White House update. Get your notepads out. Here, we're going to meet the CEO of Popeyes and Ross Dress for Less. <laughs> I mean to tell you, if I see one more container store, like, 
aloe yoga. Like I cannot with these CEOs of corporations. Are you stupid? I mean, yes, you are. But like, why would that be who we need to hear from at this time? Correct. Also, if you're not bringing the lady from Popeye's from the commercials on TV, I don't need to see anybody. Love that chicken from Popeye's. (laughs) She's living her best life somewhere doing theater and collecting all those commercial checks. That's who they need on the news. That's who everybody recognizes. (laughs) Also, bring the guy that used to be Verizon, but now he's with Sprint. Bring him out. Bring him out. Bring out Wendy, even if she's 2D. Bring out Flo from Progressive. What does she have to say about it? Oh my gosh, she would have great things to say right now. Yeah. Bring out the the old, the old Spice guy, even though he has a, like a son now or something. Right. Well, maybe he shouldn't come out. Like he should stay. You know. In, in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> but that um, the Popeyes lady would come out and be like, "Hey, everybody, guess what's cooking." I got some Corona Cajun kitchen to burn. I mean, not kitchen. Some Corona Cajun chicken to burn that virus right out of you. Louisiana pie. Love that COVID chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Say that again. I said some cayenne pepper might be good to get in there and burn it down. Burn it up. Burn it up. So, yeah, I mean, some other myths. Well, that we don't know, but like, remember that people saying that black people couldn't get it. I knew for a, from the jump that that was a fallacy. Why? I just, I think I talked about this last week, but I don't. People have to stop being willing to accept these biological stereotypes one day when they think it's cute, and then the next day you want to be back to don't discriminate against me, don't treat me like I'm less than human. So then stop co-signing bullshit. We are not, there's nothing, there's some things we might be more prone to based on like our profile, but we're not biologically, say what? Like lactose intolerance. Exactly, like lactose intolerance, (laughs) but we're not like immune to anything. You know, black people can even get lice, everybody. True, depending upon how you take care of that scalp. You never know. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it that they just like couldn't usually burrow into our scalps because of the hair grease or something? But now that everybody's doing all this natural no sulfates and not greasing their scalps, watch out, bitches. <laughs> you miss that pink oil moisturizer now, don't you? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that Dudley Q's. <laughs> I, so when I had my, um, my follow-up after my procedures, I found out I have like eucinophils which are the allergy cells really present in my esophagus, my, my tract, my poopy tract, whatever that's called. Um, (laughs) your intestines, your colon, all of that stuff. And I was like, what is this? And you know, I think the doctor dumbed it down for me. There is a condition called eosinophilic esophagitis. Um, I don't know if I was just like, what are you saying? Like, you know, when people try to make something so simple, that it actually is too simple. Yeah. I was like, I have a lot of allergy cells. What are allergy cells? Can you give me a word <laughs> that I can look up later, please? Share with my relatives that are also like in your profession. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Um, I have a notepad. I can write down something longer than allergy cells. Spell it out. 
Yeah. But I was like, is this common? Like, what is this? Is this weird? Am I dead? And <laughs> I see dead people. And he said, um, it's common and very young and, and young white males. Are you, are, are you wearing a MAGA hat right now? And I can't see it. <laughs> that's why I'm wearing. Is your actually catch? That's why I'm wearing this red wig. Actually on the back, I've cut into, I've shaved into it. Make America great again. I just wanted to represent. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, this isn't helpful, but I just, when I wanted to know if something is like super weird or not, just cause I, I want context for it, you know? Yeah. But that's, that's a tangent. Um, the point of that was people can get different things just because like one ethnic group has a proclivity to it genetically. So I just, to say that we have an immunity is like such a crazy thing to say. And that's foolish scary too because it's like I don't know you have people out here playing fast and loose Mm -hmm. and then it seems like you want a certain segment of you know the population to be ignorant and in the dark and it's like no everybody stay your ass home and wash your hands oh speaking of which we didn't talk about the story when you went to the park no (laughs) so this was yesterday and it was Myself, my husband, another guy that was in the show with me, and his wife. And we, I guess, weren't sitting far enough apart to um, the pleasure of a young man who was also happening to walk to the park. Now, mind you, I live with my husband. I have been stuck in the theater with the other guy for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I was just like, at this point, like, we low-key actually all do live together. Uh, And we have seen each other, you know, in days previous to the sort of lockdown. And the other couple was just like, we need to get some air. We'll meet you at the park across the street from your house. So we weren't like on each other's laps. We certainly weren't like six feet apart, each of us. Uh, But then there was a young man who seemed very concerned. He looked very dapper with his earbuds in his ear. And he yelled across to us as he was walking, you guys need to be further apart. And I just sort of did the black lady like confused smile because like, the other side of it is like, who the fuck are you talking to? You guys need to be further apart. And I just looked and I was like, I just knew he wasn't talking to me. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. And it was specifically that he talked to first. It was me. And I just sort of looked. And then the group, we all looked over at him. And he's like, you guys need to be further apart. Like, you know. And then we just kept looking. And uh, my friend was just like, well, we, we live together. And at that, it's just like, you don't know us from Adam. Like, you could have sort of taken that and been like, oh, okay. They live together. They're getting air. Nobody's making out on my face. Cool. He then goes on to say, you guys are killing people. Are you fine with that? You're killing people? And I wanted to be like, bitch, are you fine with the fact that some tiny child in some country climbed into a mine to get all the metal to make them damn $200 AirPods that you and the nerds take out to tell me to separate from my husband? Who, gag, you probably thought that we were all weirdos and didn't know each other. I'm black. My husband is not. And it was the assumption. Also, there were other people in the park that were our number and were still as close together as everybody else. And he had the nerve to come at us like that. And I was like, I, you know what? 
our God is an awesome God. Like the, so the old uh, Hillsong spiritual says, <laughs> the old Amy Grant white people our clap God your hands. Is an awesome God event <laughs> in heaven and earth with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Something told me when he was just like, let's meet at the park. I was like, somebody's going to have something to say. And sure enough, so I just was like, we just nodded and he just kept walking and talking on the phone to whoever he was talking to. And I said, in San Francisco, of all places, I'm sure this social justice warrior will probably step over people and has stepped over people in the tenderloin who are out there with like open sores shooting up in their toes. And, you know, you wouldn't tell them, you know, you're killing people. You're being out here. You're being unsafe. Do you want to help to put people in shelters and homes and make sure that we have access to, like, clean things for them? Or are you just, like, walking through a really affluent park and, you know, getting in somebody else's business, one of whom happens to be a person of color? And I couldn't tell, but I was like, I think he's a person of color, too. And I said, listen, yo, Ellis Island's bastard, just because you're over here. And it's like everybody wants to be on the top. Nobody wants to be the person on the bottom. Mm -hmm. You might have to out. But, you know, it's like you don't get to talk down to me just because it's me when everybody around me is doing the same thing. But you feel like if you were to come to somebody else, they might have more status than you, you know, as far as what we all look like. Mm -hmm. But we just were like, okay, so this is where we are. And that was like the first or the second day of the stay-at-home thing. And I also wanted to be like, well, why the fuck are you out? You're so concerned about it. Why aren't you home? That's how I felt the first couple days. Um not of the like intense lockdown, but last week, like maybe the beginning of last week, when we were still going about as normal, but we were still practicing social distancing, washing our hands, you know, when it was basically we were just nervous, but had no direct like instructions to stop working and stuff like that. So I have allergies, <clears throat> which I have everyone on the podcast knows, knock on wood, they'll get better when I move to California, but I have, um, you know, I cough. And so as soon as the weather got warmer, like there was a day here where, you know, how it jumps from like 35 degrees to 60 because of global warming like that literally happened overnight. And as soon as it happened, I was like coughing and stuff. And I canceled a few things because I just didn't want to sneeze in public. And yeah. then. People will look at you like, have it. But yeah, so I kind of felt like the, about the people looking like a dirty look isn't going to save your life, girl. So you kind of have to decide at this point whether you should have left the house or not. You know what I mean? Like, I knew in my heart that when I was walking around acting all scary, I needed to stay home. And so I still took, like, I took an Uber pool home from Trader Joe's, like, last Thursday, I think was the last time I was, like, really doing anything that I couldn't really walk to. And, um... I was just like, you know what? I'm sharing the same air with some people. Is this safer than the subway? I don't know. I didn't touch my face. I had lots of hand sanitizer, but I did say, like, I just can't be all, like, glaring at people and acting tentative and stuff because if I... Either I'm too sick to leave and it's dangerous or I have the money to, like, have my own hermeneutically sealed bubble and roll down the street. Like, I can't have it both ways. Correct. And I feel and like I people are trying to have it both ways. Right. And I have to circle back and say I referenced Ellis Island being like everybody that came over here was just like, you know what? There's somebody beneath us, like not referencing any specific 
ethnic group, but just that idea of that pile on. It's like, as long as I'm not on the bottom, there's always somebody that I can kick. You know what I mean? And so everybody left where they were from. You know what I mean? So I just, the fact that he did that, and I was like, you don't look like you can be part of the Aryan nation yourself, sir. So the fact that you opened up your mouth and had something to say to us, possibly because I was in the group, but alleged, we'll say allegedly. You no, know, it's definitely because you were in the group. Because he didn't assume that you guys were a family. He doesn't assume that you work in a theater together where you like sweat in each other's eyes. Like that's what happens on stage, folks. <laughs> like fluids are exchanged on stage. I'm sorry. It's just very close. You're doing a lot of active stuff. It's talking in each Legit. other's faces, screaming, singing, breathing. Like I'll tell you, there's a part in the show. Literally, I am like hovering over somebody else, and there was one day. <laughs> a trickle of sweat said <laughs> like when she says hovering she really means like flying in a harness everyone <laughs> she flies in the show you just you just sort of giggle and you go well okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I you know I was thinking about your story because you told me earlier like a couple hours ago and I walked outside to walk the dog and everyone that I saw that was in a group of like four or whatever I assume they were re related, you know? Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the hangout of the century. What are you guys doing? Let me break it up. And Do they I... were walking around trying to lick everybody else on the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, we have our thing. You stay away from us. Wash your hands. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think so we all have to, you know, do social distancing which I don't even know if that's the right word anymore. I kind of feel like that's a word for when you leave the house, but now we kind of just have to stare ass at home, you know, like mm -hmm. San yeah. Francisco is in a shelter in place. New York might get there. So we have to not leave the house so that we don't expose more people. Right. I want to, I don't know if I can do this. If you, I'm going to show you. Oh, beautiful. You... Yeah, look at the palm trees. Wow, that's a park outside your house. Yeah, but look, can you see people? They're yeah. Like, yeah, we're out here. Yeah, I, I don't know how many people would normally be there, but it's not like there's like no one out. Right. And I mean, this is that's roughly what it is every day. And so I and I'm not going to like sit up here and call 311 and be like, you guys, this does not look essential. You do not look like you're going to the grocery store. You're not going to Walgreens. You're not going to the hospitals. Why are you in the park? It's not essential. <laughs> this is not essential. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, you can you're allowed to exercise. You're allowed to walk around. Um, yeah. You know, people were crossing the street like we were crossing the street to avoid each other and stuff like mm -hmm. when I was walking my dog and I'm like, whatever, do what you got to do. And I did see that, I, like there were way more people out on one on the side of my street that I live on. So I crossed the street to start my walk. So, I mean, you could do stuff like that. But I mean, we got to stay home now. Like we just got to we got to stay home to not expose more people. But I, I what I was going to say is, should you. I mean, I kind of feel like the people you live with are going to get things you have and there's not that much you can do about it. Like there's their yeah. immune system. You got to hope that their immune system is strong. You have to wash your hands. You have to not touch your eyes and stuff. But if it's airborne, 
and you're speaking to them. I don't know, man. I'm not a scientist. I ain't no scientist, but you know. <laughs> I mean, are they intense spitters when they speak? I don't know. That's how, that's how it has me feeling. Like, it just has me feeling like, I don't know. We don't even know how contagious this is. It's like, that's, that's the other scary thing is the speculation. How long does it live on surfaces? You know, things like that. All I know is if my grandma was still living, she would be like, I try to tell y'all, she put bleach in her dishwater. You would come to her house and be like, what do you do laundry 24 seven? And she's like, <laughs> everything is bleach. And I was like, when we would go home, me and my husband would go home and I would be like, you're only doing that because he's white. And she's like, don't say that. And I'm like, no, you're caught. But no, she legit would just put bleach in her dishwater and she'd be like, and that's why I never get a cold. <laughs> that sounds dangerous to ingest. Like, I thought the stuff we cleaned our dishes with was supposed to be food safe, but black people from that generation definitely always push the idea of like, what in, what ingesting? Like, my mom was telling me how her grandma would feed her Vicks vapor, vapor rub. Yes. I, uh huh. People are telling me to do that too. And then my mom got old enough to read the, um, label she's like eight and she's like grandma it says not for internal consumption grandma's like oh you think you're so smart (laughs) (laughs) which is like such a black mother response and that was that but i mean in some ways you know grandma had done the empirical research like i've been giving it to you this long and you're fine and you're not (laughs) Mm -hmm. with some sugar on top that's right. And I got to tell you, she's right. She had every other disease, but she did not get colds. And how old was she when she passed? She was 91. Yeah. So I'm telling you. So, she, you know, she, she'd done the good things in life. And so she was like, okay, this feels right. Yeah. I mean, at your point, you can tell me whatever you do, I believe you. I'm like, okay. But there's people like my uncle who passed who smoked for 30 years and drank and unscrewed the salt shaker and would just pour a, p- a pile of salt like that and put it all over his food. <laughs> and he died at like 94. So, you know, it is what it is, what it is. Um, let's talk about, you've seen that lady, this, the Seema Varma, who's the head of Medicaid, who's at those, Briefings, the White House briefings. She looks like an evil, square-headed Dora the Explorer from India. (laughs) Wait, let me look her up now. Oh, wait, I'll send you this article. She's the one who, she's a new, like, minion of Trump. And if you um, look up, she was on Fox. And the Fox, uh, on the 13th, the Fox host, I don't know what this lady's name, Martha McCallum asked her, Martha McCallum sounds like she sewed the American flag together or something (laughs) in the Revolutionary War. But she asked Seema, are hospitals ready for coronavirus patients? And she literally just said something else. Um, The host is like, we've heard there's a shortage of ventilators, even swabs. Are you able to get enough? Um, Are there going to be enough IC units, etc.? Well, that's why we have an emergency preparedness system. 
We're used to dealing with disasters. If you look at disasters, no. First of all, nobody ever asked me to look at anything again. Donald Trump has ruined the term look at. We're looking at, we're looking, where are you looking, motherfucker? What does that actually mean? We're looking at maybe uh, thinking about considering uh, Also, what does she mean, rapid dialogue? Like you're talking really fast to hospitals? I don't understand. <laughs> the quote. <laughs> she's such so Trumpian. This is why I can't. She's really adopted his way of saying words that don't mean anything. She said, one of the things we're doing at CMS is to have rapid dialogue. Yep. Rapid. Yeah. So it's, it would seem that. You, oh, let me read the whole sentence. One of the things we're doing at CMS is to have rapid dialogue with healthcare providers. We're meeting with providers on a daily basis. That's why we're putting out so much guidance. What, bitch, what? What, is, what are you saying? And all of them have learned to speak that way except for Dr. Fauci. Fauci. Um, the older guy, the guy who was very instrumental in the HIV AIDS crisis in the 80s. Um, who was not there today at the briefing, and now I'm worried that he got the Rona because he's 79. Oh, no. He said, I could have, listen, a meeting without food is an email. I could have been home for this. You could have had A meeting without food is an email. I've never heard that. (laughs) Um, So then McCallum, Betsy Ross, said, yeah, I understand that. Can I just ask you one more time, will there be enough? And she literally, Verma, literally ignored her and just said, before you go into your doctor, you can call them on the phone and have a discussion with them. We don't want people to travel unnecessarily if they're not feeling well. And then the host says again, before I let you go, I want to ask you one more time. Are there going to be people in this country who don't get a ventilator when they need one? Can you reassure everyone out there tonight that there's not a shortage of ventilators? And then she said, and that's why the president has taken such a bold and decisive action. We're not waiting for this to get worse. This is what I'm saying. Like, why are people allowed to do this? If I had a new show, I would. I think I've seen Don Lemon do this before because, you know, he's in his like woke 2.0 phase for some reason. He was just like, "Okay, cut the cam. Cut it. Cut it. You're not answering my question. Cut it. Cut it, cut it, cut it. You not answering my question, little bitch. Cut it. Yeah. I was just like, okay, ma'am. So I don't see it for her. When the president does his compliments and his weird shit complimenting himself, she stands behind him and smiles and nods. We, I, w- I wish they could have like a course for these people on how to like remain neutral in the face. But they can't because they're sucking up to him. But I'm like, you're ruining your career as any sort of intelligent science based person nodding along to the asinine things that he's saying. You sound like an idiot being from you're an Asian woman. You're South Asian, but you are sitting behind a president who's talking about it's the China virus. He said it again today. The Chinese virus. It's not okay. And then they asked him about it and he said it's um, our, your, our girl, Yamichi Alcindor, I think that was her. I think I recognized her voice without looking. I was listening on headphones. She said, one, someone in your administration has referred to this as the Kung Fu flu. 
Do you think that's okay? What what did they what did they say? The kung fu <laughs> flu. Who's who said it? Who said who said kung fu flu? <laughs> what they say? What they say? She said, "I don't know the na- their name. Who who? Uh, what say it again? Kung fu flu." And then I think they realized the questioner realized that he doesn't like understand things like the pun wasn't hitting is, I mean, uh-huh. I don't know if you can call that a pun, whatever. It's not the best. And so they said, calling it a Chinese virus. Do you think that will lead to an increase in discrimination? Do you think it's okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine because um, it's, it came from <laughs> China. So uh, and, <laughs> Some unwitting, hapless person, and then that's just the first time we saw it. Here's the thing. I knew that we were going to get, as soon as this went to Italy, I knew we were fucked because I knew they were not going to discriminate against white people. He could have taken measures to close off the European border right after he closed the um, Chinese border. There wasn't like a big gap in which, I mean, there was in the sense that, you know, like China had been dealing with this since January, but I remember when it left to Europe and it was exponential from the beginning. And then Europe was looking really, I mean, Italy. Oh my God. I just said looking. Stop. (laughs) Italy. (laughs) Italy's numbers were not, they were alarming and he could have done it then, but I was like, nope, ain't nobody going to stop someone with a European passport and be like, Hey, let me stick this thermometer up your butt. Nope. (laughs) We only disrespect minorities and check their hair and stuff like that. So true. I was like, we're fucked because you're not going to take that decisive action because he he didn't cut off the Chinese border because he believed in the virus. He did it because he always wants to cut off borders to anyone non-white and his supporters like that shit. Mm hmm. Because she's messy. We've known that. He was talking about, people were still talking about Mexico. Like, Mexico is now trying to close its borders to us, okay? They're like, please don't come down here with that. Like, we got, we have, uh, 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 we don't want it. Yeah. We don't want it. There was a report about um, um, Americans going over the border to try to get toilet paper and bottled water. Mm-hmm. And the Mexican authorities are like, go home. Oh. <laughs> Turn around. Yeah, African countries closing their borders to us. Um, I, you know, I worry about people being flip with Africa not showing a lot of cases right now because I just think it's because I don't think they're testing a lot. Yeah. Same as us. Like, we don't have any idea how many people have it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I read, I think it was one of the things that you said. They were like, if it says that we have 3,500 documented cases... It could be 35,000 people that are actually walking around carrying the virus, but they're not presenting or they just haven't been tested because, you know, we just don't have that yet. We And we don't have it on purpose. It's like explicitly on purpose. Like, we still don't have it. It's not acceptable. We're like four weeks late at this point and we don't have it because he didn't want it. So yep. it's not a mystery, but we have to see what... What the future holds, because now the new thing online is people saying, if you said it wasn't my president, are you going to still take that money? 
that you worked into the system and that money is there because you worked. Exactly. I don't get it. I don't get it. Do they think he's personally paying us out of his like golf budget or something? Oh, it's like money from the fed. (laughs) I don't understand. Oh no. Oh no. Someone asked Bernie Sanders if he was considering shutting down his campaign. And he said, I'm trying to handle a fucking global crisis right now. Is that busy enough for you? <laughs> I just, I just want to be like, listen, Bernie, take care. Don't, you know, the immune system is tied to how you're feeling physically as well as how you're feeling emotionally. Don't be out here stressed out and let your numbers get to where they shouldn't be. Just take care. Everybody take care. Everybody uh, take care. Joe Biden, polish those chiclet dentures. Um. <laughs> Why do you do this? They just are so inappropriately white. Like, sir, no one's teeth look like that. Stop stunting on us like a horse, okay? It's too much. It's too much. Looking like Black Beauty. <laughs> Um, Harry Styles has a video for his song called Adore You and he lives in this fishing village and he just has a really blinding smile when he smiles and everybody's always like oh don't smile you're weird that's what Joe Biden's teeth are is Harry Harry Styles meant to be straight um I don't know but he just is fun I like that he wears fishnets and pearls Mm. and these girls around here just waiting to be noticed and touched and graced because he's just so cute i just like that he's so irreverent with it he's like eh, i'll wear heels i don't know anything about him i i haven't actually seen him in heels i just know that it was just a question mark for me when i saw him like is this a this is a teen heartthrob for what gender like like yeah. do boys like him or do girls like him like i wasn't sure Yeah, I take column A, column B, and column Z. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just—he just is—he looks like he doesn't take himself too seriously, and then everybody is like, "Yeah, I date you." I'm like, "Good for you." Everybody needs options. Um, did you see that? Uh, what's Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks' son Ochet got online to announce that her his parents were sick, not wearing a shirt. And I, I was like, it's not in Patois, so I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> you should have had him run it back for you. It's so embarrassing that, like, what an embarrassment to Tom Hanks' legacy. <laughs> He's like, at least I have Colin. Like, I don't understand how you could just be run around acting this biggerish when you are just grew up in the lap of luxury. It's absurd. It's really absurd. Said, I'm, I'm Chet, Chet Blaze. <laughs> Not sound effects. And what is his black daughter going to think when she grows up and so embarrassed by her dad? She is going to be like, um, I, my mother had me through immaculate conception. She's going to be like, I don't know him. I recognize grandma and grandpa. I don't recognize you. She said, if I saw that man in the street, I'm so sorry I would not know him. I do not know who this man is. 
Who is this man? I feel sorry for this man. <laughs> so sorry for this man. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, um, I started watching a new show called Bride and Prejudice on Lifetime. Okay. It follows three couples. One is an interracial couple. One is a gay couple. Mm-hmm. And one is an interfaith couple. And it follows them as they tell their family they're getting married. Now, as usual with these shows, you hype up the angst by giving your family like a month to buy their plane ticket or whatever. So you say, I'm getting married in five weeks and I really want you to be there. It was like, could you let me know so I could take off work? Um, (laughs) Now I'm already mad. Yeah. I mean, it's not the point, but it's that thing of where you, you know, you avoid something because you don't want to get a bad outcome. And I get that, but you have already set everything up for failure, like already. So anyway, that was the thing that happened. Everyone had this tight deadline, but <clears throat> the story of the interracial couple, I haven't finished the first episode. The first episode's like 70 minutes, so. Oh, that is a commitment. Yeah, so there's six episodes, and they all seem long. So, I mean, but I do like that documentary-style reality TV. Um but the the one couple is from Houston and the white the way the white guy talks I was like he's definitely been dating black women for at least 20 years and I was absolutely correct he's 35 and then they showed later like the first time I showed my dad my daughter from my first relationship um my, my, my girlfriend was black and I was like sir you was have it like all a law? It sounded like Paul Wall. I was like, dude. Um, but his dad had been like, when he was growing up, he said no one non-white was allowed in his house. And I was Uh-oh. like, okay. Well, sure. don't get your fridge fixed. Don't get your cable installed. And I'll put your mail in the trash can next to your house. But, <laughs> but he, <laughs> and then his dad came around for like, and he showed pictures of him with his little black granddaughter. But And then like... He's dating a 23-year-old, which he's 35. So I kind of thought the controversy would be there. Like, I think that's very young to marry someone 35. Or to know you want to get married when you have, she's still in college. Oh. Yeah. She's a 23-year-old marrying a truck driver, white dude that has a kid already. And, you know, she has some cousin that's acting really against it. Like, why is he here? Stick with your own. I'm like, okay, you're obviously... It was very camera to me, like, but his dad was like, I don't know why the black girls are attracted to white boys today. (laughs) (laughs) When I was growing up, the black people lived on the other side of town. And I was like, but she seemed like a nice girl. Very, very intelligent, very intelligent. I did not. I was like, how the hell are you toothless Wally gonna assess her intelligence? I it was basically oh my god then she sat down he says I have a lot of black friends I got like 20 black friends on my phone (laughs) the other people the fact that we have have a concrete number gives me pause yeah like did you count them before I came and how many of these people work for optimum (laughs) 
That's what I want to know. Secondly, the interfaith uh, Jewish family, or the, it was a, a girl marrying a Jewish guy. <sighs> they told their family, we want to have a Jewish wedding. And they were like, will uh, some part of the ceremony be in English or in oh. your in your language and the guy it was so hard for him he said um yes but there will be parts in hebrew the language that jewish people speak which i feel like is such a and then he said well you know you know jesus was a jew and this is what her dad said jesus was a jew and... honestly i, <laughs> I was like I was like, I was like, stop, stop, stop. He said, and you know, the Jews killed him, but he forgave them all. He said, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do. So, so it's okay with me. You know, that Jewish Christian connection, you know, maybe if the Jews and the Christian and the Muslims could get together, then we wouldn't be fighting all these wars. (laughs) And I said, Oh no, I said I'm definitely watching the rest of this because it is hilarious. And then they showed a clip of like the Jewish guy's really brolic brother that had like Hebrew tattoos and was like, no, Jews marry Jews, man. And I was like, whoa. Are they also rappers? And like, can any of us even get test- old tattoos in the Old Testament? Like, what's going on? Did the Torah say specifically that you were allowed to do that? I don't think any of us are really supposed to. I don't think any Judeo-Christian, any of the monotheistic religions are not supposed to get tattoos. So I was like, sir. He made it sound like it was a gang. I was like, this is, (laughs) I need to watch this Jewish West Side Story. I'll be watching that. So that's my reality TV to hold me until 90 day. Do you have your uh, reality TV show that you would like to pitch for us? I certainly do. It is a lovely little ditty uh, by the name of Love Island, Australia. Uh, My husband's Australian, and we watched the first season on Hulu, and we are hooked. Although, it's a UK thing, but then they have branched out to Australia, and it's just, it's after my heart. It's just people that show up to this villa, and they're all in bikinis, and their booty meat is out, and Sophie Monk is the host, and like five girls start out and then five men are introduced to the villa and the women can step forward and be like, I want him. Or they can be like, I'm not saying anything. And then the guy will eventually pick, but it doesn't matter because they're all coupled up and then they go into the villa and they like talk and they chat. They can swap partners as they wish. And they have dumb challenges and they're always walking around with like little water bottles and they're in like these tropical locations that when they turn the lights on at night, there's always like flies and gnats and everybody tries to pretend like they're not there. And I'm like, you know that talks about their face. But then they have these uh, ceremonies where they can decide to stay with their partner or they can switch. You can steal somebody else's partner. And then they just keep adding young, hot people. So then just because you start off on the island doesn't mean that you'll make it to the end. I think it lasts for six weeks. And the goal is to be the last couple standing and each person gets 25 grand in the couple. But there's also a way that at the end, you, if you were the person that was being pursued, you can decide, screw this guy, I'm taking all of the money and I'm leaving it and I'm going by myself. Or you can be like, no, I want to stay with him and I want to like split this money. It's 
so simple and silly and inane. And there is a comment, like the, um, there's a host who's just like this, you know, gorgeous Australian woman who's been in the game for a minute. And then there is the, um, the commentator who's over the top and he's Irish and he's hilarious. I don't know if he writes his own stuff. You should watch it just for him because he's so, <laughs> there'll be bits when he's just like, last one down to the pool, can't spell their name or just something shady. And I'm like, <laughs> And it's awesome. And the editing is funny. And you can literally just fast forward through episodes and make it to the end and see who's still with who, who got voted off. But it sounds so complicated, funny. honestly. Oh, just watch the first episode. Let me know what you think. Because since you introduced me to 90 Day Fiance and all of the spinoffs, I feel like you would enjoy Love Island, Australia. Okay. I will definitely watch it. It sounds like I can already tell you. I got a text. <laughs> I can already tell you what I would do is keep the money and then like be like, well, you can call me afterwards if you want to like work on having a real relationship, but the 50,000 is going in my bank account. Correct. I'll treat you Correct. to dinner. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice restaurant. Is that how you say it? Omakase. When it's a bunch of courses and it's, fancy you know mm-hmm. chef's mm-hmm. table something something bouge yes 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 yes, yes darling yes. all right my love well i think that this has been a good run for this week we've covered some good good topics i'm going to practice my australian accent it's not good it's, no i feel like it's fantastic just sort of Smile, like keeping the flies out of your mouth. And it's a specific part of Australia. But if you do that, it's like you're trying to keep your teeth as, as close together as possible. But, you know, but, you know, James doesn't sound like that. He doesn't because, but you said that's because his dad is British, right? Yeah, his, his dad is from near Liverpool, a place mm-hmm. called Brumbra. Um, and he, I don't care how long he's lived in Australia, he literally sounds like he just left England last week. And I think that it's amazing. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I would not lose, want to lose my English accent either. I wouldn't, would want to keep it sassy. I want to keep it flavorful. I'm going to be different than the kids. Um, right. Speaking of Liverpool, have you seen the movie um, Yesterday? No. And, you know, I wanted to. Was it good? It's very cute, and it's on... Do you have HBO Go? Nope. One of my cousins does. Okay, so it's on there, so you can watch that. Oh. And okay, you guys right. might like that. It's it's very cute, and if you like the Beatles, then it's adorable. It's... I do love the Beatles. It's not a perfect film, but it's, it's, a, it's cute. It's cute. All right. There's people of color in it, and I'm here for it. Yes. Yes, they're both. Everyone's charming, very charming, charming, charming. <laughs> I thought about you uh, because the other day we, well, I rewatched The Witch, and James had never seen it because <laughs> I've been quoting, <laughs> that, I've been quoting Black Phillip a lot lately. And I'm like, do you like the taste of butter? Do you like pretty dresses? I'm like, yes, Black Phillip. Who doesn't like butter and nice do dresses? You want to see the world. <laughs> She's like, yes. <laughs> Do you like fine dresses? <laughs> Duh! <Yeah. laughs> 
Duh, Black Phillip. Guess I'm a witch. These cool. are my gifts. <laughs> <laughs> These are gifts to me. Oh, for was a bulk. The joys you brought. So the craft is incredible. It's a great movie. They're doing a remake. After seeing it again, I was just like, this needs to be left alone. We'll see. Because it's just so good. Yeah. I don't know who's in it. I know there's a transgender actress that's going to be in it. Okay. I'm here for her. Yeah. But I don't know anything else. I think maybe they might be, like, not famous. It might actually be teens, perhaps. Okay. Um, But I'm going to see if I get my older sister to watch The Witch. I highly doubt it. Wait. Does she not like scary movies? No. But she likes post-apocalyptic things. That's scarier to me. Uh, I have issues with my Catholicism, so I'm scared, more scared of like demon and possession stuff. <laughs> I don't like we, that. We do enjoy a good scare. We do enjoy a good curse of La Roma. Oh my and God. Swing. We have seen many of those together. The boy, um, so the boy too is out. With Katie Holmes. Is that the one where the remember the one we saw in theaters where there was a the au pair goes to this house and there's like someone living in the walls? But yes. he keeps moving the puppet around. So I think it's a sequel to that. Oh, okay. Which as I'm is saying it, it Yeah. It, <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. did you hear that Paramount or Universal, I think, is making this weekend making the movies that would be in theaters available online for like what? twenty bucks? And, you know, which is the price of one movie ticket pretty much in New York City. And then you can watch it as a group. So I think my sister wants to watch Invisible Man, which I've already seen. But I would definitely watch again because that was really, really good. Oh, OK. And other and other films. I, I can't remember what else is out now that I wanted to watch, but. Something to look into. Honestly, I say that, but I can't spend any money right now. So, I was like, it's probably gonna be Love Island for the win tonight. Yeah, to be honest. For those of us who can, uh, you know, whose paychecks are still coming in regularly. Oof. I I have said that I was gonna. There's a Whole Foods down the street. I was like, I might pop in and be like, Hey, are you? Do you? Should I apply online or do you like? Do you like a um, actual one that oh I can apply? Oh my gosh, like, girl, just take your appointment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know how. Did they remove the waiting period in San Francisco? They did not. I had to uh, fax online my form, and there's that ten day period, and then you supposedly get something in the mail, and they're like, "Great, this is your benefits. This is how you get it." I, Colonel, it's like the Wild West out here. You try to call for benefits, and it's an automated thing being like, there's a lot of people calling. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. call us. Same thing in New York, yeah. So, yeah, I filled out the PDF, and I'm like, big money, big money, Damn. big money. Stop. I would have thought, that's the first thing the New York website says. It says that it is, um, the waiting period has been removed. So I would have thought that they would realize that people don't have time to wait. Oh man. Oh brother. <laughs> okay guys. Do you wanna say th- tell it tell the tell the folks we've come to the end. We oh everyone, we've come 
coming to the end. I hope you had a great Sorry, sorry, okay. <laughs> sorry. Let's try it again. Okay. Okay. You go. <laughs> you we've come to the end. We've come to the end of the road and we can't let go. It's a natural. You belong to me. I belong to you. To the end of the road, we can't let go. It's a natural. I never knew my whole life that they were saying it's a natural. I just thought it was a natural. to me. I belong to you. Go. But yes, we've reached the end of the road. All right, kiddos, stay safe, stay separate, um, physically, not emotionally. And <laughs> go out there, be safe, or don't be safe, and make some Corona babies. Cake and Kombucha is produced and hosted by actress, writer, and singer Kelechi Azia. It features music by the talented Melanie J.B. Charles. If you like what you hear, check out MelanieJBCharles.com.